1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is my interview with the writer, director, star, producer, and editor of Shit House, Cooper Rafe. Y'all uh, getting ready for the party here? What do you say? I just asked if
0: y'all are getting ready.
1: Yeah. You just called an Uber. You coming?
0: Um, I'm not sure yet. Oh, I'm not sure yet.
1: <laughs> Why is calling so hard? Oh, I love college so much!
0: I feel like I'm just, like, floating. Ouch. You're trouble, aren't you? I'm trouble? You okay? Yeah, I'm just not feeling well, and it's super frustrating. Am I not allowed to sleep here? No, you can. Am I, like, keeping you up? Oh, no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sleeping. Do you want to, like, go hang out? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. So you're a sophomore, right? Yeah. Did you have a tough first year?
1: What do you mean, like, adjusting?
0: Can I tell you a secret? I have zero friends. (laughs) Like you could say, my roommate is a friend. Sam, we need to get up. I didn't do nothing. Dropped a deuce in our room. <laughs> but we hate each other and aren't friends. I have a final tomorrow.
1: Do you want to work together? Oh. Uh, which final? History. History.
0: Um, the 18th century.
1: Uh, paint. Paint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Sorry, do you mind if I just get past you?
1: Oh my God, you sent her so many messages. Hey, what's going on? Hey, see you. Are you sure that that was um, the girl? Yeah. It just seems like she didn't know that you existed. Why do you want to just go back to what you were doing? Did you think we were gonna date? Because of one night? Tonight, we're making new friends. Let's get outside the comfort zone. Maggie is outside of my
0: comfort zone though. What I've realized is that I haven't fully been here. College is the most selfish time in your life. The agenda here is not to learn how to be a great friend. What is the agenda? Figure out who you are. Figuring out who you are separate from other people.
1: So bad at pitching i know all right everyone i am being joined right now by the writer star director producer and editor of the film Shit House, releasing this week from ifc cooper rafe everyone coop how are you doing today i'm doing great nice to meet you awesome man nice to meet you too Is so okay if i call you coop <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I love Coop. I love Coop. Yes.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, I want to really, first of all, just thank you for this movie. There's nothing I love more than when I'm watching an independent feature and I feel like I'm discovering a rising new star. There's like a great deal of excitement that always comes uh, over me from that. So thank you very much for providing that here with your film Shit house. It was a delight. Thank you so much for saying that. Thank you. Absolutely. So, I guess really because this is going to be for a lot of people the first time that they get exposure to you. Can you tell us a little bit of background about yourself and what led to the writing of Shithouse?
0: Yeah, I am from Dallas. I went to college in LA and my sophomore year, I had been writing some things and realizing that people weren't going to read the things that I had written. So I wanted to make something over spring break and I didn't have any plans and my two best friends didn't have plans either, but they weren't filmmakers or actors, but I somehow still convinced them to help me make this movie. (laughs) And the movie was about just this relationship and uh, kind of like a walk and talk little movie. It ended up being like 55 minutes long, but it was, um, yeah, the precursor for Shit House. uh, But yeah, the genesis of Shit House was I put that movie on YouTube and then I tweeted that YouTube link to Jay Duplass of the Duplass brothers. I said, bet you won't click on this link and then email me after. And he emailed me and said <laughs> he won the bet. Yeah. And then we, from there, we kind of, we got lunch. We became uh, friends really. And from there he helped me, he mentor produced a, uh, that little movie into what is now a shithouse. So that's the genesis.
1: That's amazing because now, when you go to people with the script, you could say, Hey, J2 Plus is attached to this. And I'm yes. sure people got very, very excited.
0: <laughs> that was the only reason why we got any of the people on the movie. I, every email that I sent had J2 Plus's name in it 15 times.
1: That's incredible. Well, credit to you for, you know, initially putting it out there to them to get the exposure and the notice. So that's that's very ballsy of you and I really <laughs> admire that. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. In regards to what I was saying before when I introduced you as the director, the producer, writer, actor, and editor on this film, you're wearing a lot of hats for an independent feature. And I guess really what I want to know ultimately is what was the hardest hat to wear and also what was the most creatively rewarding hat to wear?
0: That's a really great question. Uh, the hardest—they were all hard, very hard, <laughs> and also just really hard on everybody else. Like, you don't want your director worrying about how he's going to say a line. That's just not. Uh, does it make for? You have to. Everyone had to be very patient. Um, but what was the hardest for me? I think. I mean, acting was hard. It was like really hard to. I I thought it wouldn't be because I thought I was going to fall into it pretty easily, but there were just times where. Um, it was hard to stay present. And I think I realized quickly that I have to really go hard in terms of acting. I have to go 120% in every scene acting wise. And maybe I think that made the directing, like I couldn't go as hard with it because I was trying to, I realized how important acting was um, Mm -hmm. for the movie to be good. So I really tried to dive into that. So I think that was challenging, but also the most rewarding because, um, being in those scenes, um, I don't know, it was just really nice. And I didn't expect to have the feelings that I had uh, during the scenes, but also like right after the scenes, like I just felt it was very rewarding to do a scene that I had written and that I had like seen something for and it just like not happening the exact same way, but being better and like, but I knowing that I set it up to get to that, it just mm-hmm. was, it felt really nice.
1: Yeah, no, totally. I I absolutely hear you on that one. I went to um, film school myself uh, when I was uh, a wee bit younger. And I I know what it's like to have like that scrappy, independent feeling of DIY filmmaking. And, you know, it's rewarding. But also, you're right, it's incredibly difficult at the same time. Uh, In that regard, you had collaborators, uh, you had Jack Cross uh, uh, doing the music and Rachel Klein, uh, the cinematographer on this. So you weren't doing everything necessarily, but... Not at all, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about what it was like working with them, uh, especially, like, as I mentioned before, as someone who is doing so, so much on this movie and just kind of giving free reins over to other collaborators?
0: Yeah, yeah. So Rachel shouldered way more than a normal DP uh, should shoulder because I was doing everything. And yeah, I really... not, Not only did I, like, trust her so much, but she... Was such a great um, she was just. I can't say enough about her, I don't know what to say about her, but she uh, it was really nice to give uh, not only responsibility but give like a perspective almost over because uh, uh so many things were collapsed because I was playing dif- uh, multiple roles, but mm-hmm. I always wanted her to feel comfortable and she always knew she could feel comfortable saying anything about what she had seen in the scene and yeah. like um just always being able to uh, share her opinion. And, and I always looked to her, like, I, I loved that. I think we got that. Did we get that, Rachel? And I think um, that was the really shit that we had. But yeah, and then Jack Krause is a high school friend who uh, I just did me a really like huge, huge favor. We like didn't have any money and I really think he's the best musician ever. And I asked him to do a couple uh, pieces for it and he did and they're awesome.
1: When I look at someone like, you know, like Damien Chazelle and how he brings like Justin Hurwitz, an old friend of his, or it's their buddies, you know, and they go way, way back. And that's like another exciting thing when you're seeing like a new emerging filmmaker is they bring along their friends and, you know, emerging voices just come out of the process. And it's all very exciting. And I really, really appreciate, like I said before, like all the work that you guys did on this movie, because I do think it is an emotionally affecting movie. But also, too, there's a lot of... Cringe worthy comedy, a lot of awkwardness, a lot of naturalism. There's so much authenticity in the writing and in the performances of this film. And in regards to your chemistry with like with Dylan uh, Galuya, it is so natural and so authentic. And you guys just have like this incredible chemistry. I'm really, really curious to know about the evolution from the screenplay to actually shooting with Dylan. And how much did the screenplay, if if at all, like did it change because of your chemistry with her, um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, we didn't do any improv because we didn't have time to, um,
0: and so the script was very, very much. I uh, was like, I obsessed over getting it exactly right so that we could feel like we had room to play on set. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's the main thing, especially thinking about my role as a director and. Or, or I really wanted to have this really solid ground of this is the script and this is where the scene's going to go. We know every single beat that's going to happen and every single line that that is going to happen. But, um, I always wanted her to rewrite the lines while she was saying them. I never wanted her to say anything that felt false. And Hmm. I always wanted her to take as much time as she needed or speed things up. If she like, I, she really, um, the nature of the characters in the movie is I think Alex always looks to Maggie to not lead the way, but, uh, um, take control maybe. And Mm -hmm. so it, it felt very self-reflexive in that way. Like it, uh, it was just really nice. I think the script set it up to where we could have fun and we could, uh, things could feel really surprising. And so I think the script did change a lot. Uh, not necessarily the words, but just, from what I had written, it just, it came alive and Mm -hmm. um, it felt, and we always leaned into it feeling alive. And I uh, tried to never, ever be controlling about how a scene would um, uh, play out. I wanted it to all feel organic. And I, we also filmed in order pretty much. So really nice too. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wanted that to be the case because yeah, I just wanted to see where the relationship was really going. And um, definitely I I coached it along, but uh, I wanted it to not feel like it needs to happen. Like, it didn't... I don't think it would have been a very good movie if I was like, it has to happen this way.
1: Yeah, sure. No, I totally understand that. And, you know, I, I, I think that one of the most impressive things of this movie for me personally was the fact that even though we are centered so much on Alex's perspective for this movie, you achieve two simultaneous character arcs by the end of this for both Alex and also for Maggie. And I wanted to just ask you, like in the writing process of that, were you consciously aware of we want to make sure that we have both of these characters undergo like an evolution and a change by the end of this movie? Because I feel like so many screenwriters they forget to do that with the other character. That's not the protagonist, if you will, in this case, Alex.
0: Yeah. I always wanted, so the original movie that I made was a total two-parter and mm-hmm. like they're two-hander and uh, it was called Madeline and Cooper actually. And um a big change for, for from that movie to shithouse was kind of uh, making the Alex character, the, the main character and like his college experience. But the maggie's very much based on this girl named madeline who i dated for three years and i'm still best friends with she's like in the other room but (laughs) she is she it was always going to be a three dimensional character and she was always going to have that arc because that was what the movie was was just like these two people helping each other grow up and challenging each other and being from very different homes and maybe i focused even more on maggie's interior life because i think i Mine, the Alex's kind of came naturally, but I took, I spent a lot of time really trying to make sure that all of that was there for Maggie. And I, uh, Madeline read every single version of the script and made sure, and I asked her, like, did I include all the right things? Is anything feeling false and that sort of thing? But there was also a lot, we actually had to cut a couple scenes with Maggie that I, her, Maggie's mom was actually a character in the script and we oh. filmed those scenes, but. We had to cut it just because of the timing, and I was a not a seasoned screenwriter, so I didn't. There were some things that uh, it was disappointing that we had to cut those scenes, but um, we just had to.
1: Yeah. So, in regards to like you were saying before about like the screenwriting process, and then trying to take what you know was what had to be a really uh, tight screenplay because you, you said so yourself, no time really for improvisation or anything. How do you, as the actor and as a director and someone who's written the material, then find that right tone uh, for those awkward moments, but also for those really sweet moments? Do you do you head into the scene knowing, okay, this is what we're going for? Or do you allow for the element of surprise?
0: No, I definitely allow for the element of surprise. I think also, I don't know, uh, I think maybe I'm like an awkward, sweet person. So like my stuff just is like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever set out to be awkward or set out to be sweet or set out to be like, uh, I I set out to say something with a scene and then the tone kind of just does come naturally to me. Like I, I want to make it as watchable as possible. And so I think I, I do think about that, but uh, yeah, I don't, Nailing certain tones—it's hard for me to do any other tone, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as, because I was acting in it, I think I—I'm not a great actor, so I was kind of uh, boxed in in that way, like boxed in that tone almost. And I think certain actors who maybe don't live in that tone always—it was very clear, right, as they were doing a scene with me—that oh, I this is the tone we're in because he's not going to do <laughs> do much else. Like this is the way that he's going to react. And I don't know, it just, it was always that tone, I think, just because that's my personality probably.
1: Hey, lead with honesty first and the rest will all follow, right? So there you go. Uh, So in regards to being once again, director, producer, writer, actor, editor, I got to keep saying it because it's just so damn impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it something that you would want to do again? I mean, your film has won the grand jury prize at South by Southwest. It's being released by IFC, natural, you know, order of things says that your next uh, movie that you make would be a step up necessarily from this. Do you feel that you have to do so much on the next one? Or would you be willing to uh, give some of those roles away? And if so, which ones would you want to fulfill in your uh, next uh, feature film?
0: Well, I definitely feel comfortable giving the roles up for sure. (laughs) And 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 I don't feel pressured to do all of those roles again. I um, it was really challenging on Shit House. I do think that moving forward, I think everything I I do, I hope will have way more support than Shithouse had. So I think if I were to play multiple roles, uh, it'd be a lot easier and I'd get way more sleep and not be as, <laughs> as the time crunch wouldn't be as insane, but I did love doing all the parts and I really love directing. I really love acting. I really love writing. So I think I'll always continue to do those three things because I'm interested in all of them. But um, I don't know if I'll ever do all three again. I also don't know if I won't. Uh, So yeah, I'm kind of just like staying open.
1: Cool. Well, that's really, really great to hear, especially because, you know, you, you, you said so yourself before, you know, you don't think you're the best actor. I thought your performance in this was once again, very natural, very authentic. I felt very attached to this character in so many ways, and I think that's a testament to you just doing everything that you've done with this movie. So, I mean, yeah, I think you could do whatever you set your mind to after this one, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so the movie is called Shithouse. It is being released October 16th by IFC Films. And Cooper Rafe, we really, really appreciate this movie. We appreciate you being new on the scene with this. I think it's a very exciting movie that people should definitely check out. And thank you so much for your time today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was really nice meeting you. Absolutely, you as well. Good luck. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer, director, star, producer, and editor of Shithouse, Cooper Rafe, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on... Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, ACAST, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.